You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me this week is Ken Brady. Ken is the publishing manager for Lifeway Adults, and so his role is overseeing all of Lifeway's Bible study uh, curriculum options. So the Gospel Project, Explore the Bible, and Bible Studies for Life. So, Ken, thanks for joining joining me this uh, for this unit. Aaron, I am thrilled to be here. I love Gospel Project. I love what it does, uh, leading folks to understand the the really big meta narrative of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful, you know, that years ago uh, there was an idea uh, to birth this new curriculum because it has done so well and helped so many people understand mm-hmm. the gospel uh, in ways that they may not have ever thought about it before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I love what we do on this. It is it is it is such good stuff for the church. And uh, so this week we are looking at Unit 29, Session 1, which is titled Living Generously. So uh, often um, often we, we end up teasing ourselves a little bit uh, as, as we go through this because we're very matter-of-fact in our titling. And yes. so um, that's it has its strengths and its and its weaknesses. Of course, the strength is you know what the session is about if you read the title. Um, so, but just to reiterate, the big idea of this is that God calls on the church, His Son's bride, to practically or to practice heartfelt generosity and to live reverently before Him. And so, we're going to help groups explore this by looking at Acts 4.32 through 5.16, which shows how the gospel transformed uh, God's people's view of generosity and the fruit of deceptive living. So there's a lot here. It's it's a pretty intense one. But uh, Ken, what would you say is the most important takeaway from this session? You know, because we're going to deal with uh, the situation regarding Ananias and Sapphira uh, and that uh, that I, mean, I want to almost call it a debacle. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was used by God to teach the church some important things as it was getting formed, you know, but I, I think the big takeaway, you know, if I was going to teach this session, I would want everybody in my group to walk away knowing that the way that we live, uh, whether we're living, you know, reverently or honestly or generously, any of it, uh, it all reflects the depth of our relationship with Christ. And and we're always on display. Somebody's always watching. It's, it may be a child. It could be our spouse. It could be a boss, a neighbor. But people, people see. You yeah. Know? So we have to live carefully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what we see, what we see throughout this this passage of scripture, and what we see through the through these early moments in the life of church is this understanding that the gospel changes everything about us. And and as you said, people are watching this. They see it. Um, and so that necessarily includes how um, how we live an open-handed lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I love that in the in the material that drives this thought home is um, is this passage for, that you'll find in the Leader Guide and Daily Discipleship Guide that says this passage shows us that generosity goes hand in hand with salvation, and this makes sense because our God is a generous God. If God yes. is a giving God, then we should uh, then we should be his giving children who recognize that nothing we own is really ours. It all belongs to God, the creator who has given it to us. I think to me, that's, you've, you've hit the, I mean, one of the nails on the head right there that I I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, live, uh, I don't have to live in such a way that I'm trying to 
prove something, uh, you know, to the Lord. I don't have to, you know, try to to live in such a way that I'm trying to, you know, rack up points or anything. I'm I'm living generously. I'm living honestly. I'm living reverently, simply because this pleases my heavenly Father who has given me so much. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. And this is such good news for us. Um, one second, I just got to check one thing because I have a paranoid moment, and thankfully I can edit things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jittery on this audio setting. One second. Sorry, it looks like we're good. So, okay, uh, sorry, just paranoia kicking in. So, hey, that's better than having to say, "Oop, we got to re-record this," you know, <laughs> down down the road, you know, this week or something. So that's great. Yep, for sure, for sure. All right, so that's the that's the big idea of the session. This is the good news. Now, what would what would you say that it is um, a challenge or something that could come up that might require some extra teaching time? You know, I, I think if it was, I, I'm going to kind of go back to, you know, the group that I know, and that's my group, Aaron, and uh, we're a group of about 15 adults, and uh, and I know that my people, uh, as they read this passage, I can hear it almost before we would study this, somebody's going to have a problem with this idea that, well, wait a minute, Ananias and Sapphira were part of this believing community, they uh, they sold some property, they, they brought a portion of that. Uh, to the apostles to distribute, man, they're they're doing good, and then all of a sudden they're both struck dead. You know, so uh, I think one of the questions that I'm going to have to deal with uh, as a group leader uh, is, you know, did they did the punishment really fit that crime? You mm-hmm. know, it seems a little severe. You know, that somebody uh, just said, you know, hey, look, here's everything I made on the sale of the property, and that was so displeasing to the Lord that he chose to take their life. It just seems very drastic. Right. And so yeah. I know somebody or somebody's in my group are going to really struggle with that. And, and they might also wonder, gee, I wonder, is that an operation today? I wonder if I, if I, if I kind of mess around a little bit here with something like they did, I wonder, am I going to, is this, is this descriptive or is this prescriptive? You know, what's going on here? Yeah. So I know those things are probably going to come up in my group. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm glad you brought up Ananias and Sapphira because that is definitely going to be probably the biggest challenge that that people have in in many respects. Um, but what this incident does is it does a couple of things because often what people do is is they 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 tend to almost have two compl- like this view of two different kinds of gods essentially mm-hmm. in the Bible that they treat. Uh, God in the Old Testament as, you know, hot-tempered and wrathful, and then he's he's chill and uh, chill and cool and hippie and hippie God in the New Testament. But we know that those things aren't true, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. And this is a powerful reminder of, of that for us as well. Yeah, it, it absolutely is, you know, because I think I think here, you know, Aaron, you've got the early church being reminded of how much God hates sin, you know, and, and there are so many times, I mean, I think I'm guilty of this, you may see something that is sinful, and you probably just don't have that stronger reaction, maybe we've become kind of dull to it these days, Yeah. but, but God's not dull to it, I mean, he hates sin, you know, and he is holy, and that's kind of a hard concept for us to sometimes, you know, latch onto, 
that he is so pure and, and so distant from evil that when it infiltrates his people and his church, it's very displeasing to him. And I think you see this, you know, in this uh, in this story. So it just to me, it reemphasizes the need to, you know, to not only live generously, but also like the lesson calls out, you know, you, you live reverently mm-hmm. uh, before the Lord. And uh, and I, I think that this is just it's going to be a wonderful lesson and a reminder to the church today that sin's a serious business. Yeah, it really is. And uh, and, and so thinking about thinking about all of that, what would be one encouragement that, that we would each have for leaders? You know, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say as, as a group leader, you know, to a group, to a fellow group leaders, be careful uh, in this in this session not to come down too hard on on your people, because uh, just like in my group, I know that I have people and I think I stray into some of these from time to time, Aaron, you know, that. Maybe I don't live as generously as I could or as honestly or as reverently. And uh, and so you don't know who is in the group that day and, and what they're struggling with in one of these areas. So I want to make sure that they understand that these are serious issues for the believer, but there's also grace and redemption and forgiveness. And so if I've, if I've not been living generously and I've not opened the checkbook and I've been, you know, kind of taking advantage of my church, you know, I'm enjoying the programs and the preaching and everything available, but I'm not really contributing. I don't want to walk out of church that day coming down on that person in my group and making them feel like they're not welcomed or they're not, you know, uh, you know, able to, to ultimately, you know, please the Lord in their behavior. They can say, you know what, I've not been doing it up to this point, but after this lesson today, uh, gospel project has reminded me, I need to be a generous person or I need to be more reverent or I need to be more honest. So I'm going to take some new steps today. And I want them to know that that whatever they've been doing that's not been pleasing, they can redeem that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a great point. It's it's really easy to come to these kind of conversations and say, um, uh, you know, particularly if you're the person who is, you know, hearing it and hearing this message of, about generosity and wise living and reverential living, um, living in a way that pleases God to say, well, am I doing this enough or am I doing it hard enough? And, um, you know, and it can get really easy and tempting as a group leader to answer no. <laughs> um, and the, now here's the difficult truth is, is that the reality is, is, is the correct answer on that is in fact no, because none of us are ever living, to your point, ever living this perfectly. No, not at all. And so I, I think I would say in terms of an encouragement is um, let's take the let's take the the enough off of the table. And let's remember that that reverential living, generous living, honest living, all of this starts in the same place. It starts in the heart. Mm-hmm. And it starts with what God is doing in us. He sees the heart. He, he is shaping our hearts. And so what we need to do as group leaders is, is we need to drive our people back to that reality, take them to the foundation of who they are in Christ. If they are in Christ and if they're not in Christ, it's a great opportunity to share Jesus with them um, yes. and not have it be a case, have church turn into something transactional. Absolutely. And, you know, Aaron, one more thing. I wouldn't want my people walking out of the, the session on this Sunday uh, just, you know, with the idea that, you know, oh, if I do these things, you know, then I'm going to be at a good place uh, before the Lord. Yeah. Uh, 
and we're going to address that in one of the sessions coming up in this series, you know, that, that it's really uh, this, you know, living generously and reverently and, and honestly, it all starts with my, my attitude and my understanding of who I am in Christ and that I've been given every, uh, every richness. I, I, I'm heaven bound. My sins are forgiven uh, once and for all. And because of those things, because Christ has changed who I am eternally, I, I should, my motivation should come, come naturally and not just to go, let me check this box. You know, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And man, that is a great place for us to actually wrap up, uh, wrap up this. I, I don't know that, uh, there is anything I could say that could add, <laughs> add to that. So, uh, so Ken, thanks for talking about this session with me today. Absolutely. How happy to do it. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Looking forward to the next one. And, uh, and, uh, listeners, thanks for uh, tuning in for this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.